ideas work beautifully for music, and they also apply in cognitive areas very strongly. Here's a, uh, an example of a prog programming problem, and that is, let's ha take the logo turtle and write a program to draw a circle. And we'll do it with three ages of people, a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 15-year-old as representatives from these three uh, mental uh, mentality dominant areas, the body, uh, the visual, and the symbolic. Now, the way you do a, get a five-year-old to, uh, to do a picture, to do a circle, is something that Seymour Papert learned long ago. And that is you tell the five-year-old, close your eyes and make a circle with your body. After they've gone part way around, you say, well, what, what were you doing? And the five-year-old says, well, I was going a little and turning a little over and over again. If you type that into Logo, you get a perfect circle. And that's because the five-year-old knows differential equations. Because the circle is a particularly simple thing in differential geometry, which was only discovered about 150 years ago by Carl Gauss. But a circle is that thing that has constant curvature, so the change in curvature is zero. And the child's body mentality, uh, doing mentality, uh, understands that kind of geometry. So the five-year-old comes up with a very simple program that produces an elegant circle. The 10-year-old has a harder time, because the 10-year-old is visual and really wants to look at things. He doesn't want to do things with his body so much anymore. And so he wants to draw circles with a compass. And after a while, he'll see that the by drawing lots of circles, you'll see that the main thing about drawing circles with a compass is that the points on the rim are always the same distance from the center. So his turtle program picks the pin up, starting in the center, jumps out to the rim, goes 100 there, puts the pin down, makes a mark, picks the pin up, backs to the center, turns one degree, and does that over and over again. So it's chugga, 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 and you get a perfect circle. Much harder way of doing it, but still a good circle. And of course, I wouldn't be telling this story if the 15-year-old were able to get a circle at all. Because like most adults, he's in the facts and logic stage, and he knows the most horrible fact thought up by the mind of man, which is x squared plus y squared equals r squared. A very bad coordinate system, and even if it were a good coordinate system, it has very little operational significance. So here we see an example of just concentrating on different mentalities in people's skulls, getting vastly different uh, results in doing the program. And surprisingly, the, the, uh, the age levels that are supposed to do less well actually do better. And this led to a slogan I made up, which is that point of view is worth 80 IQ points. So in other words, if you're in, in 60 BC in Rome trying to multiply two numbers together, you had to be a genius to be able to remember all the partial products that no Roman numerals generated. If you're in 1300 AD wondering where Mars is going to go, you had to be a genius to be able to figure out all of the Ptolemaic epicycles. So it's not logic that is powerful. Logic is actually a weak method because it depends on fragile chains of inference. And people have used logic throughout history, but mostly in inappropriate contexts. There's nothing illogical about the way the alchemists or the Babylonians did things. It was that they were in a context in which their logic couldn't do much. So it's this notion that the context is powerful, and if you want to be able to be good at solving problem and acting 
much smarter than you are, then you have to find a context that is going to do most of the thinking for you. Most computer scientists know this uh, because it goes under another heading of called choose the appropriate data structure before you start tinkering around with the algorithm. Do the right data structure, it will have most of the result computed almost automatically as part of its inherent structure. And all that reminds me of Edward de Bono's uh, famous comment about American business. I think it probably applies to American universities also. He said, the problem with American business is when it gets in trouble, it redoubles its efforts. And he likened this to uh, if you have a bunch of people digging for gold in a certain spot, and they get down five feet and they don't find any gold. One of the, the, the ways they could do to resolve their problem is to dig twice as hard. And of course, if the gold is 20 feet over to the side, then they can dig all the way to China without finding it out. And the important idea here is that problem solving, all of these things have more than one dimension. And a lot of the important dimensions for doing thinking lie along the lines of these different mentalities. And that led to a, another slogan which said, well, gee, we don't know how to choose between these Brunerian mentalities. Uh, the kinesthetic one uh, is very valuable. Uh, knows where things are. The image one is tremendously valuable because it gives you a way of picking things out of a conglomeration very easily. Uh, it's quite a bit more efficient to pick an image from a bulletin board than to pick an item out of a, out of a linear list of symbols. And the symbolic one, of course, is very powerful given the right context because it can do inferencing that is not open to these other mentalities. So we thought that the right slogan would be, well, gee, why can't we find some way of tying these together? And the way we did it was to say, well, one way of involving the kinesthetic mentality is to give you something to point with. So we have the mouse there not just because it's good to point to the screen occasionally, but because uh, it involves the kinesthetic sense. And the kinesthetic sense is the one that knows where you are. It's the one that locates you in space, not your eyes. Your eyes are an extension of that sense. The image one there is for recognition. Here's a good experiment you can try sometime. Get a friend to manipulate cable uh, television movie channels. Go to a random movie and see how many frames it takes before you can say whether you've seen it before. Think of what that means. You may not have seen this movie for 12 or 15 years, and yet after just a few seconds for most people, you can identify that you've seen this movie and usually be able to remember what comes next. Famous experiment by Harmon some years ago took uh, 25 or 30 people showed them 10,000 images spaced 10 seconds apart. So it took hours and hours to show them all these random photographs of things. And even after 30 days, uh, all of the uh, people in the experiment had better than 90% recall on all of the images. So they could say whether an image was one of the set with 90% probability. They could identify occluded portions in the image. An unbelievable feat is performed by this mentality tremendous for creativity in lots of different ways. And then this one is the one that allows you to abstract what you've done concretely there. So all of those things should go together. And that was what we tried to do at Park. So here's one of the first versions of this interface. And this is done by Dan Ingalls, who, uh, after I had invented Smalltalk, was the person who did most of the uh, Smalltalk implementation, and then became the major designer of Smalltalk. And this was a crystallization of a lot of the ideas that uh, we had all had, culminating around 19, uh, late 1975, around 1976 or so, 
This is what the Smalltalk user interface looked like. We see collapsed windows up here that, uh, when you clicked on them, would open back up again. Clock, multiple uh, applications, and so forth. Larry Tesler, who's now at Apple, uh, had this idea, and this is called the Galley Editor, that documents should be able to have different paragraph types. So you might have a paragraph type of text. Uh, you might have a paragraph type that's a picture, and that when you put the mouse into the paragraph, it invoked the editor for what's there. And this is a metaphor that I think is going to overtake the cut and paste metaphor that people are used to today, because it's much better in general to always work in the context.